Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Man, good Monday afternoon to you, Mr. Emmerich. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm excited to you know talk about some hair. I love it, man. I mean, us over here at DrRoto.com, uh, it's been a pretty serious business. We we opened the doors about six weeks ago, and it's been uh, just balls to the wall for like six straight weeks. And I thought maybe we should relax a little and have a little fun today. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, uh, it, what better topic to talk about when it looks like you need a haircut, I need a haircut. So let's talk about some it. haircuts, you know? I dig it. So today we're going to talk about great hair. Do we care? I've highlighted a few players around the NFL that I think have spectacular hair, my friend, and uh, I'm going to lay them out to you. You've not seen this list. No, you're you're just you're you're going to surprise me, and then we're going to talk about some some fantasy outlook for the guys. Correct. Too, so. so it's not just about the hair, although that is the main point. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right, number one on the list. When you're talking about great hair in the NFL, I think you have to go directly to the number one overall pick in the draft this year. Mr. Trevor Lawrence, these golden locks, the baby blues. I mean, this is a good-looking human being right here. Yeah, I mean, whew, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of his hair. Oh, oh, that's so – I mean, this picture it looks like he could comb it a few more times. But otherwise, I think it's pretty spectacular personally. But let's talk about his performance this week. Obviously, um, a little disappointing. Uh, he threw the ball 51 times, 300 yards, three touchdowns, but three interceptions – is this par for the course? I mean, we thought maybe they'd have, um, you know, a decent game against Houston. Houston didn't look very good to start the year, but man, they looked good against Jacksonville yesterday. Yeah, from a fantasy perspective, I, I think that it's good news for Lawrence um, just because it seems like they're going to be behind. Their defense looked atrocious against uh, a Tyrod Taylor-led team who uh, just, he, not, he doesn't he's never done anything to um, excite me in terms of putting up big numbers, a decent quarterback, um, a great placeholder, but not a world beater. And that's what they look like yesterday. So that being said, you're going to get a lot of positive game scripts for Lawrence where he's going to have to throw the ball a lot and he's going to get up uh, to this like 300 yard bonus quite frequently. Um, but the fact that they lose, the fact that there's interceptions should keep his price pretty low for DFS. Um, now, in season-long leagues, um, you know, he did, and I just pulled the numbers briefly, he was QB number 12 yesterday. So he did finish at the bottom end of QB1. Yeah. I mean, again, when you have a bad team, sometimes these quarterbacks that are going to throw the ball a lot, especially if they get behind him and Zach Wilson, both really did look very good yesterday, but very similar kind of end-of-the-day outputs. All right. Well, let's move along to the next person, shall we? I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait to show you. Here we go. Oh, Mr. C.D. Lamb got some rainbow highlights up in those dreads. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, we picked him to do very, very well this year. Uh, we thought maybe he would supplant Cooper uh, as the number one target this year. It didn't happen week one, but he still looked pretty good. He caught 7 of 15, 104 yards and a touchdown. But what I'm seeing here, Chris, a couple of drops. He tied for second most drops in the league last year. It does not seem that he's fixed that problem. Are you worried about the drops in C.D. Lamb? No, I think the volume is going to be there. I'm not worried about it. I didn't think that he was going to surpass uh, Cooper, but what I did think and, and is the case is that he's going to be running in the slot. So he's going to draw easier matchups a lot of the times, and he's going to get similar volume. So I'm um, pretty excited about kind of the 
best ball teams that I have Mr. C.D. Lamb on uh, is more than I thought. So my early drafting, I guess I have a ton of them. Um, so I, I think that he's got a great fantasy outlook and a game against the Chargers coming up that uh, without Michael Gallup, maybe, you know, you get a little Cedric Wilson, but definitely going to have some C.D. Lamb, definitely going to have some Mari Cooper. Uh, this offense is, is you know, still going to be a print fest like it was last year. I love it. Yeah, I think I have him at about 25% ownership in my best ball. So I'm feeling pretty good about him. All right, let's move along. Number three. Oh, my man, George Kittle. I'm not sure if it's so much great hair. I mean, he's really pulling off that kind of um, uh, Sons of Anarchy uh, biker look, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. You got the the shaved sides and then you got the long hair on top. I I mean, it's uh, I had that haircut. I had that haircut back in 1995 with a little ponytail on the back, sixth grade. I think we took our sixth grade class picture. I was wearing a Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Mariners jersey. I remember it very well. My hair got down to about here. So while I need a haircut now, it's nothing like it was one at one point. I like it. So he was four out of five for 78 yards. Um, it's obviously a run-heavy team. Uh, Ayuk was basically a no-show Kittle is kind of the guy across the middle with Mostert's injury. It doesn't really impact him. I think it's literally anybody in that backfield is fine. What what are your thoughts on Kittle? How low does he need to get priced for him to be fantasy relevant for you in DFS? You know, the problem with Kittle um, for me in DFS, for me in season long, is that he's going to have games where he just goes off two touchdowns. It's just picking that spot. Um, because his highs are high, but his lows are not super low, but given his price, that they're super low. Um, so you expect a level of production, but he's not quite that, you know, Travis Kelsey. He's not quite the Darren Waller. He's kind of, you know, right a step or two below them at his best, but he's just as unproductive as others sometimes based on this team. So you don't see me playing George Kittle very often. No, I think you need to get him down, like, to be kind of a bottom – 10 to 12 price guys before he really is interesting to me uh moving along let me get rid of this drop this here okay i couldn't find a great picture of their hair but two teammates from lsu who have basically the same haircut kind of the mini dreads going on uh and played in the same game yesterday jamar chase and justin jefferson let's talk a little bit about them what did you think about these two performances and their outlook for the rest of the year this game was kind of surprising to me. I, I certainly didn't expect Cincinnati to keep it close or win. Um, not super high on them, but Chase had, you know, that fantastic got open down the field. Burrow, despite, you know, what I what I when I down talked to him in the morning, uh, was able to connect on that pass. And Jefferson is fine. I mean, he's gonna have days where, you know there are other mouths to feed in that offense, but I don't think he ended up with like 10 targets. He just didn't end up with a touchdown. And, you know, that's the case up and down the league. There were plenty of guys that yesterday that had good days, but it was just the randomness of a touchdown. If it went to one of their teammates, it would have been a different story. All right. Keeping right along. Let's get to the next one here. Getting close to my heart here in Detroit. PJ Hawkinson. Um, Interesting game yesterday really the Niners looked like they had completely and utterly put the Lions away and then the Lions kind of crept back in a lot of garbage time production Uh, Hawkinson himself with literally like no one in that wide receiving court that's going to be steady throughout the year is probably going to be their number one option for the whole year eight out of 10 97 yards a touchdown when Goff is throwing the ball 57 times a game I mean he's going to get some looks 
Yeah, didn't they like run like 91 plays or something? Oh, and, it's crazy. And, you know, that was just a, a byproduct of the game script. But those are the game scripts you're going to get uh, with Detroit this year. So I think you, you can reasonably expect some high output in plays and then, you know, as a result, some garbage time points for TJ. I love him. I think it's great. I just hope he doesn't get too expensive. Uh, that being said, probably not running 91 plays too much uh, more in the future. But <laughs> I, I do think that they'll get into the 60s, 70s, and sometimes 80s. Yeah, I don't think Hawkinson is going to be a sneaky play at all, all year long. I think he's going to get double-digit targets pretty much every single week. Let's move on to another guy right there in Detroit. Man, Jamal Williams just loves to have these games where he continues to be fantasy relevant, especially in DFS play. I mean, this guy absolutely tore it up yesterday. He rushed nine times for 54 and a touch and caught eight of nine targets for another 56 yards. So 110 all-purpose yards and a touchdown. Man, is he relevant in a flex play in season long this year? I, I think certain games, but again, this was a byproduct of how many plays there were in this game. And he is going to be a, a pass catching back, but we saw Swift be utilized almost equally to uh, Jamal. So in that in that regard, I'm not sure. It's a wait and see. I do have some some shares myself. I have some of them in best ball, and I feel good about those because I don't have to worry about whether I should play him, whether I should put him on my bench. If he scores, he scores. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm on a wait and see approach here. All right, a rookie mistake. I closed the wrong tab. Terrible. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right. I know. I know. Just rookie mistake. All right, let's move on to another guy. Amazing head of locks. Mr. Alvin Kamara, uh, he, you know, he had an okay game. It wasn't great. Um, you know, he didn't catch the ball as much, but they kind of ran away with it. So it was kind of easy to see them move away from him. Um, are you happy about what you saw out of Kamara in the Jameis Winston led Saints? I was really confused um, because it wasn't the primary game. I was, I was paying more attention to the, the Browns KC game. I had red zone on and I'm watching it. It's like, man, Jameis Winston has like four or five touchdowns at this point but he only has like 130 yards. Like it was just confusing the entire time to me. Um, and I think they have like 320 total yards of offense. I'm like, how would like, I don't, none of this makes sense to me. Uh, but yeah, no, I think his, his stock is where it needs to be. He's going to be utilized as a bell cow back uh, without Latavius Murray to take some of the stuff away. Um, you know, my worry is still, of course, Taysom Hill comes in for his goal line packages, but uh, Camaro was used, just enough. Didn't really get there fantasy-wise for DFS purposes, but he will plenty of times this year. All right, let's stick in the backfield one more time, my friend, um, and let us talk about Derek Henry. Huge letdown for his owners in week one. Uh, didn't really see that game going completely that way. Uh, he did run 17 times, but only 58 yards. Obviously, they abandoned kind of the running game, and they had to. Yeah, so this is one of those games where what we saw, we, we're not necessarily, I'm not sure what I saw. Um, you know, are the Cardinals pass rushers, is that defense, is it going to be something to be reckoned with? Is this Tennessee offensive line really bad? Is it a combination of those two things? And if they fall behind like this, you know, you're going to see a lack of production from Henry. This is not any different than several games last year where they fell behind. They are, you know, Tannehill's prone to have some turnover issues when he's playing poorly. And, you know, if they get out ahead like they did yesterday or their opponent does rather, they're not going to run the ball a lot. The one thing that kind of was 
worrisome more so for me was that early goal line stand where he had like two runs at the one and just as soon as contact was made on the line like he fell backwards like he wasn't running over those guys whether it was just where his footing was if it was that situation i don't know i guess we're gonna wait and see we're gonna find out but i don't want to say that he's lost a step quite yet but you know that's I mean, we're talking about a guy who had 500 rush attempts his senior year of high school. I mean, this guy's been running the tread low for a decade. Yeah, but let's talk about probably who he's running up against in those high school games. Sure. (laughs) You know, he was probably twice their size. Probably not a big deal. I like it. All right, man. Well, I know it's not exactly hair, but we can't talk about hair at all without talking about our boy, it's magic. What the best beard in the game, I think, personally. But um, he's out. So I'm not really wanting to talk about you know, Fitzpatrick so much as Tyler Heineke. Uh, what do you think about this team moving forward without Fitzpatrick for the next, what, four, four weeks, six weeks? Yeah, man. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't like the outlook for this. I mean, Heineke's come in and filled in admirably last season and this season as well. Uh, but I think a byproduct of that is teams are not scheming against him. They're not really thinking of it as Heineke. It's not like Fitzmagic is the, you know, uh, world beater, best, awesome quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. But from a fantasy relevant standpoint, he definitely can make some of those pieces with his gunslinging attitude come, you know, come together. I'm probably not playing much of anybody on this team anymore except for Antonio Gibson when the price is right. All and right. it sucks because I have a ton of Terry McLaren in my season longs. Yeah, definitely hurts the uh, out, outlook of, of McLaren, maybe even Thomas. But we can't talk about great hair at all on this program unless we bring up my man, Gardner Minshew II. Yeah, I mean, his fantasy outlook's Ooh. pretty bad. Oh, it's not good. But, <laughs> but check that look out, though. That's amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's a lot of quarterbacks on here. He's, he's not he's not winning fantasy uh, um, you know, points, but he's winning fantasy hearts. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of get what you like. You like the long hair. You're a long hair guy. Almost everybody on this list had long hair. <laughs> Absolutely dig it. Is there anybody I was missing, my friend? Anybody that you wanted to call out? Uh, I mean, I, I thought you were going to maybe say Zach Wilson, but I guess it's his hair is just not long enough for you. No, so it's not I long enough it. for this cut. Maybe yeah, next I week. Maybe Fair next enough. week. All right, well, appreciate everybody tuning in and watching the you know, great hair. Do we care? Look out for uh, a lot more information over at drroda.com. We've got the optimizers. We've got the uh, projections, the rankings. You name it for what sport, we've got it. Chris, I always love seeing you, buddy. You as well. Have a good one. All right, buddy. We'll catch you next time around. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.